Meg here. Thanks for listening to the So and Tell podcast. Make sure you stick around at the end of the episode as Singer presents a special conversation featuring Amanda and Jessica Shaw. They talked about how fun sewing can be, embracing mistakes, Jessica's memorable first encounter with a Singer sewing machine, and more. It starts as soon as we wrap up our conversation and it's presented by Singer. Singer makes sewing available to everyone and their products are easy to use. Visit Singer.com to find the perfect sewing machine for you. Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Kate Zeinard. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Amanda Carestio. Today on the podcast, we are diving into the fall 2021 fashion oh, report. Yay! yay! We'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll answer a listener question. And before we jump in, how are you two doing? I'm good. I'm going camping once we're done recording this. <gasps> so you I'm are? Little, yes, I am. We've got a friend of a friend of ours got a group campground, and so we've got like seven families who are all coming, and we're all going to camp together all weekend. So, um, so fun. It's yeah. like real camping or like glamping. Um. It's mostly like real camping. I mean, oh. I'll have my phone, but I don't know if I'll have service. And I took a Kindle instead of a real book. But other <gasps> than that, I mean, it's like it sounds like glamping to me. No, I'm just it's joking. like <laughs> it's like tent and uh, and uh, no running water and yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Nice. Yeah, I I cannot go camping without. I need like a blow up mattress and I need, <laughs> Oh yeah, we have one of those. Uh, oh, that's good. And like a full bath. Yeah, I need running water and I need yes. I don't think I camping's just not for me. But that's I, okay. <laughs> I can do I can do weekends. But I'm not like I have a cousin who'll go on like week long backpacking trips with his yeah. three kids. Oh and I'm like nope. nope. Oh. No thanks. Nope. No thanks. I yeah. know. And what's what is it called? Like portage when you carry the canoe. Wow. That takes Yeah. A lot. Yeah, my uh oh my sister and brother in law and niece like rafted down the Grand Canyon once. And they had, you know, like take along toilets and everything. And I was just like, Nope, Whoa. does not sound like something that is yeah. You so not quite glamping. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like like little camping, you know, a little outfit. A camp outfit is super cute. I would totally make one. I could see Amanda. I think Amanda, you probably, I think you had a lot of like stuff that you'd make that would be super cute. Like totally. <laughs> I would definitely make like, gotta have a camp shirt. Oh, maybe some 100%. like long sleeve, full length, like PJs, like flannel oh, yeah. for at night. I, I'm, I'm going to say, for me, my me made clothes are a little bit too valuable to do the whole camping thing in because of the smoke and the dirt and all of that and the bug spray. Oh. So for me, I am heading out in store bought clothing that I don't care as much about. But that's just me. I am not judging anyone else. Yeah, I'm actually headed out for a little weekend getaway without the kids. I'm kind of excited. <gasps> and yeah. Oh, that is so exciting. It is so exciting. We're headed out to a wedding and I actually made um, a little something for it. <gasps> and 
Yeah, I'm really I I didn't know how much I needed to go to a wedding and like see people and have it be honestly, just, yeah, just a joyful, you know, fun time. I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah. I really hope it's open bar. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that will be happening. Yes. Exactly. Nice. Oh. It was fun. I was, it was fun. Yeah, I just remembered I'm going away this weekend too. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to visit my parents. Yeah, so just nice to actually have a backyard and not sit in an alleyway. Mm. And I'm excited too. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I realized we're all going away. And I it made me think, do you think we'd have a whole episode to talk about camping style? <laughs> just as we were talking, I was like, I mean, this could be a whole episode. We'll put that on the list. <laughs> put it on the list. I mean, I feel like there's a whole like, not athletic wear, but like that casual that athletic ca- yeah. wear, you oh. know, that, that we could talk about. And like, I love sewing that kind of... I, actually, I love wearing that kind of stuff. I don't sew much of that stuff. So mm-hmm. be a good little... It'd be a good convo for sure. Yeah. So. We need like to that. find a guest who knows all about it because I know yes. I don't. Good, good idea. <gasps> what? Okay, idea. What if we all went camping and brought and recorded the podcast from our tents? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that is not how camping works, Meg. Oh, all right. That's <laughs> true. Do it on your phone. You can do it on your phone. <laughs> That's how camping works for me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I want like Um, the crackling fireplace and the crickets in the background. Yeah. But we can ask our engineer to just put those in. We don't need them for real. Podcast magic. Podcast well, magic. Yes. Um, I can already tell what kind of episode this is going to be. I know, eh? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be tangents. Tangent warning. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's talk fashion trends. I'm, I feel really excited to talk about these. Me too. I always forget how much I love these episodes because mm-hmm. it's it's I think it's the one of the only topic theme where it's the same topic, but it's different yes. every single time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a different part of the year and kind of the whole, you know, the world goes through all trickle. It all trickles down to, to fashion for sure, mm-hmm. too. And mm-hmm. I think this this season especially, it's kind of, you know, marked one year when these shows were showing that the pandemic hit. And I feel like it's kind of funny when I went through all of this and the Vogue report. And if you're listening to this, if you want to just um, hop on to the show notes, you can cl- I have we'll have the link in there if you want to follow along while we're talking about each trend. But it's funny the the reek who wrote the article in Vogue. It's kind of even like what our episode was last week. It's just very indecisive where one yeah. trend could be this, and it also is is that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of indecisiveness, even in the fashion world, designers are re- like, it's, it's kind of all over the place. I think yeah. the, the common theme is just what you feel comfortable in. If you want to go with the comfort and stick with that, there's lots of silhouettes and styles to, to serve you. Like the baggy jeans are coming. I don't think people want to put on tight jeans, but there also are trends where it is really tight jeans. So it's like whatever you feel like if you want to yeah, go lean into the comfort that you're you've been used to at home or just go all out and dress like a pop princess from the 2000s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, if you want to. 
if you yep. want to. <laughs> yeah. So I, it, it was just really fun to go through. And there's some, yeah, some, some interesting trends. Hey, it's Meg again. I hope you're enjoying the podcast episode and wanted to remind you to stay tuned at the end of the episode for Amanda's conversation with Jessica Shaw. It's presented by Singer, celebrating 170 years as the premier manufacturer of sewing machines and accessories. If you sew or know someone who does, you probably have a Singer story. Jessica has a great one. They talked about that as well as their mutual appreciation for a stitch in the ditch and how Singer's walking foot, called the even presser foot, has made sewing so much easier. All of Singer's products are easy to use and available to everyone. Check them out at singer.com and stick around in just a few minutes for Amanda's conversation with Jessica Shaw, presented by Singer. So let's jump in. Let's just, we'll kind of like briefly go over each one and then we'll discuss, you know, like how we do, which ones we like and don't like, pattern suggestions, what we're most likely to sew. So we'll kick it off with the first one, which is collage therapy. And I love this one because it's super sustainable too. I love how designers are actually Mm -hmm. using their scraps and making these like patchwork items from like their, their, they're using their own dead stock, which I love. And I I think this is so awesome. And they're upcycling teas and it's it's super fun and just kind of collaging, print mixing. A lot of designers are doing that and I think it's super cool. I was just gonna say I I did I do really like this trend because I think that I'm kind of hungry for like unique textiles right now. For sure. I yeah. don't know where it came from, but I've been thinking about more upcycling and like because I just feel like you know, new fabric is terrific and great, but mm-hmm. doesn't have that patina. I feel like you can get cool textures. And I loved all of the like, I don't know, big, larger scale kind of visual scarf, totally. and, you know, type things in this trend. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that the only major problem with this trend is they're using up their own dead stock instead of letting us have it. Ah, it's true. <laughs> that is true. Good point. Good point. I didn't think of it that way. That's that's funny. I know, right? I mean, I mean, hey, it's great. It's great that us. it's sustainable and they're and they're doing all of that. But you know, I, I mean, I never actually get a hold of dead stock. But anytime anyone ever talks about it, I'm like, ooh. And now, of oh, course, it's cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. Now the next one is. Life is a cabaret. I, I had to say it like that. Dress for it. <laughs> so this is just, it's exactly what you think it is. Just like sequins and furs and fringe, just kind of, it's it's a little bit retro. And I I, I think it's really fun and just lame. And it's just, I think if you want to take your look, kind of like a reemergence of fabulousness if you want to, mm-hmm. you know. It's just really fun. And I think I think the designers had fun with it too, just thinking mm-hmm. if people yeah. people wearing it could be nice. Yeah. Well, you know me, I love me a bit of bling. And oh yeah. The thing I really love about this one is it's not, you know, feathers or fringe or sequence. It's all of them. So mm-hmm. anything that I pull out of my uh my sparkly box up there is uh Fair game for this trend. Oh, I have a sparkly box. The box itself is sequenced. Um, And then it's got all the sparkly fabric in it. Um, It's not a big box. Oh, 
<laughs> I yeah, I even love in the write up. There's, you know, they're bringing back taffeta volumes and a little campy glitz. It's full circle. It, it's all relevant. <laughs> Camping glitz. That's how I my my camping style. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one I love one piece wonders, and this is not like a jumpsuit. This is a cat yeah. suit, yep. tight cat suit. So it just be, brings me back to my dance costume days. You know when we would wear so many unitards and um, doing like gymnastics and stuff. And I think it's mm-hmm. I I think it's really fun a cat suit. Oh, I think I would wear it though, kind of layering over something. I could see making a full mesh cat suit and then wearing like a dress on top of it or something. I don't know. I think it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> She's just looking at her faces. So here's the thing. I'm still not completely sold on jumpsuits, <laughs> the like loose, comfortable kind. So uh, making them skin tight <laughs> is really just not, it's not doing it for me, but more power to people who do feel comfortable with that. I could see making this to skate in for like costume night. 100%. You know, but mm-hmm. it, I have a hard time thinking about wearing it just out and about. Yeah, I've actually made a pair of tight mesh pants that I wear as a swimsuit cover-up. So I could totally see oh, a full one, especially cool. when the weather gets a little bit cool, when you're not actually in the pool, um, something with long sleeves and long pants, but you can still see the the bathing suit underneath. So I could totally see this as a swim cover-up as well. I think that would be super cute. So Cat suits, exactly. I love how it starts off. What what can't a cat suit do? I mean, it's just basically a second skin. <laughs> <laughs> our next one is pleats, please. I, I, we warned our podcast producer. There's a lot of P words in these trends, so we're trying not to get too close to the mics hearing those <laughs> popping sounds. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is coming in the forms of of like power suits, what we were talking about a little, like people may be craving going back to the office a little more and a reinvention of the suit, maybe skirts, just maybe a little bit more comfortable than pants. And so pleated skirt power suits are are really in and a little bit more quirky too. They don't even necessarily have to match the blazer. They could be fun. They could be patterned. Uh, just lots of fun things for future office life for sure. Mm-hmm. I did. I liked the kind of quirky looks. Yeah, but same. You know, and but I have an aversion to pleated skirts. Like, oh, maybe really? a midi length, okay, but like any yeah. shorter than that. And it's because I had to wear uniform skirts in high school. Oh, did you? Yeah, and it and they were there was there was like a gray one that was more of a kilt style, <laughs> and then there was like a plaid one that was pleated fully around, and so. And next is a trend called Sign of the Times. And this is all about, there's been a lot of designers that it's just in-your-face logos. It's They're really apparent and just head-to-toe, everything logos. But it's it's kind of a take on that. So it's, it's a bit more clever and organic in, in the way that designers are developing their own print, but with branding, it's a little bit more subtle in, in mm-hmm. all over looks. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like they're, yeah. So I like this because I really don't, for my for myself, some people can really pull it off. Like uh, I, I would love if I could. I also can't afford it to, to dress yeah. head to toe. There's that. <laughs> There's that in a, but 
I, I like the look of a whole head to toe matching look and being a little more subtle than a logo. And you could totally do like do this yourself. I think it'd be so fun to sew this trend. Design your own logo, like print it at like Spoonflower and make your own head to toe look. Like have your own branding and logo head to toe. Like this <laughs> one's really, you can definitely create it yourself. We should totally yeah. do this with the uh, Sew and Tell podcast logo. Yeah. <gasps> oh, that would be cute. Oh my gosh. Okay. Head to toe microphone. <laughs> I might, I might actually do that. I yeah. know. The wheels are turning. Yeah, we're all sitting here thinking about. It. Well, and see, that's the thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not big on like actual fashion designers. I'm, I'm sure yeah, you all right. know, but I do like the the kind of geometric print look For sure. of this yeah. trend. So um, I'm not sure that. I mean, it's it's one of those ones where it's like I don't know that you actually can sew this this actual trend because it's so dependent on that on that logo. But you can sew a version of this trend. And I think that could be very fun. Oh, yeah. Next one, I just love just the name of it, too. And it's a pop princesses. <laughs> <laughs> and so honestly, like this is millennial nostalgia has reached a fever pitch <laughs> bringing back. It's <laughs> all I think about is just all the movies in this time. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of yeah. so like she's all that and like maybe a little bit of clueless like all those kind of yeah two like from the 2000s to like 2010s like that kind of style like the low rise jeans and kind of those uh those little dresses those slip dresses and it's it's just really fun and nostalgic and yeah it's it's i think it's really fun just kind of Going back to classic Britney, Christina, Mariah looks all back in the day. <laughs> uh, well, and and for me, this this particular look is sort of what was in when I was in late high school and early college oh. years. And so, like, the, this is, like, somewhere deep in my heart. This is my style, even though I don't wear yeah. it anymore. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally. It's like, this, this, this is what, like, there... There was one of the pictures in there. I swear I remember wearing that exact outfit to a party. Like, the, the, this was my thing. Though I did notice as I was flipping through the pictures that most of the pants that were showing were actually high-rise. There were only a few that were really low-slung. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So it's kind, of, it's kind of taking in that element of the current fashion and kind of combining it with several other things. So I just, I was kind of mm-hmm. looking, I was looking at that because I was going to like, laugh at you guys because the trend is going back down and I'm like it's not going back down darn it <laughs> so uh yeah waistline's staying pretty high yeah I was thinking oh, there's a trend later on yeah now I'm flipping through them and I'm trying to guess which one that you were to <laughs> I'm oh. flipping through them right now I'm trying to- do you want me to tell you was it the plaid corset yes tell me it was the it was the pleather pants and corset top yeah yeah oh my gosh <laughs> oh no it wasn't the 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 pleather? Oh my gosh, really? My, you know, I didn't, I didn't have my own pleather, but I had a roommate who had like five pairs of pleather pants, and she let me wear hers. I know, I know, it sounded horrible, but I felt so great. And oh, them. I bet Amanda's yeah. making this horrified face. I just, I remember them. I remember them. I think I wore them a time or two, and I just they're not, remember being really uncomfortable. Yeah, they're not comfortable. 
but they're not as uncomfortable as you kind of feel like they should be. They're just really yeah. sweaty. And, yeah, you know, if they sweaty. make you feel good enough about yourself, you don't, you're young, you don't care. I would not wear them now, but. <sighs> but you could if you wanted to, and you'd be really on trend. Yes, exactly. So please do. <laughs> Anytime I see pleather leather pants, I just think of that scene from Friends with Ross and his pants trying to get like with that he couldn't get off. <laughs> yeah, that's like the most iconic scene. Yeah, the, the even just looking at those makes me like post pandemic coming yes. and putting on those pants. It's it's just not a good idea. But I do love them. The the, mm-hmm. the look of them for sure. So next we have a wrap party. And so I love this saying, what, what they say, who says a blanket isn't a garment? And I say, one, yeah, I love wearing a blanket for sure. It, like those are just, it's so cozy. And so even like capes and kind of wrap blankets, just mm-hmm. lots of really fun looks. You could even say it's just big scarves, really. And yeah. I, yeah, just... This is really taking the that like pandemic home like duvet out into mm-hmm. into the world. You're just taking mm-hmm. your home with you. For yes, sure. yes. I mean, I kind of like that. I thought there was some there was an interesting range of textiles in this for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the selected images as well, and I thought that was cool. And I like the drama of some of those pieces. I feel yes. like some of them, you know, probably not wearable in my day to day, but I could definitely take something from that. And I do love the coziness of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Drama. That, that's a good word to use for yeah. this for sure for some of them. This this mm-hmm. was also this this made me laugh because it this was also a thing that was kind of on trend, I think, in the late 2000s maybe because I had a couple of like little short ponchos not like the really big ones and they were more like yeah summer cover-ups not like real big coats and stuff like that but I just remember that I loved the look of them so much but they were so irritating to wear because you couldn't move your arms the way you wanted to Um, but some of those are actually more like blanket coats and they look super comfy Mm -hmm. and yeah I, I like that one a lot actually yeah, I feel like it would be hard to carry a lot of stuff. Like, have you couldn't like wear a backpack or have something over your shoulder? That would be my only thing. Yeah, backpacks it's, are definitely yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's I guess under you put the backpack on and then yeah, you I guess put you could do that. Yeah, and these are awfully voluminous, so you probably could. Oh yeah, but then For you'd sure. look like a hunchback. Yeah, it's all right. Well, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Next is ski bunnies. This one is so fun. <laughs> it's just that a prey ski. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be wanting to embrace these winter activities. Uh, I don't think I went skiing at all in the past like two years. And I love skiing. We would always go on skiing vacations. And so this just is bringing back lots of just happy memories and style of skiing. Yeah, I feel like I should like this trend, you know, being in Colorado and everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I just don't. <laughs> I mean, there were some moments, you know, some moments here and there when I I was okay with it. But I think overall, I think I was expecting something different. Like it was a little too, I don't know, maybe I was expecting something more outdoorsy or like actually skiable. Oh, yeah. I think maybe I was thinking like 
puffer jackets and like outdoorsy type of stuff when I saw the name of the trend and then it wasn't that at all. Mm. It's very floofy. Yeah, I think it's more, yeah, that a prey ski kind of stuff, like not actually skiing in these looks, but that's influencing kind of yeah, just, you know, at the at the – after the day's done, you're kind of still in like half of what you maybe were wearing on this on the on the slopes and relaxing with a glass of wine by the fire. And you know, I I, I mean I personally love this. Like I love those the huge furry boots. I love the fur I love the first jacket that's kind of bubblegum pink mixed <laughs> with the purple and white in that jacket. I think last year I I purchased a very like a nice, it's like this gold it's really bright gold and it's this huge puffer jacket and it could totally fit in this trend i and how could i not love a trend that i love skiing and i love bunnies so (laughs) true you know i think i was influenced by that first image because i did like that jacket i mean it and then i was looking for more of that later on in the in the trend roundup and it wasn't there but yeah Mm mm-hmm and also, I've been um, with the Real Housewives franchise. They did a first season of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and they brought major fashion in, I you know, bet. the kind of slopes. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was really <laughs> cool. And this just kind of brought me that. I remember watching that, and I loved all the fashion. Um, I thought it was super cute. Now, leading into flash bulbs. <laughs> so this is just kind of bubble-like shapes, and this could be in – coats, uh, yeah, a lot of jackets in, and sleeves and hems in this, in this trend. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I just have a sour taste in my mouth from, for, from bubble skirts. Yeah. So this just, I mean, I get it, but just not for me. Yeah. I feel like this one, I was looking at it and I'm like, I like how non-constricting it looks because it's all very, yes. It's a, this is not one that's fitted in any way. And that looks comfortable, but it's all just too much. It's just mm-hmm. too much for me. Yeah, that's, that's just how I felt about it. I agree. I mean, I like some of the subtle, subtler looks, the more subtle looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just kind of accented that you could see the silhouette really well and it wasn't... I don't know. It was still kind of contained. But I will say this was one where I was thinking about, like, I I think we've seen a little bit of it in home sewing already. Um, Because in, but more in pants, there's the Bob pants by Style Arc and the So Liberated Arthur pants. And they, it's got this, Uh a similar silhouette. It's kind of a high waisted, elastic waist pant that kind of, balloons out and then comes back a little bit at the ankle and um, it's definitely more subtle and I don't know it's it's a little crunchy I like it but I feel like it's like it's a bit artful so I feel like it's like a little nod to this trend or maybe it's a different thing I don't know I just I thought about those patterns and that really seen there be a little bit more popularity around that silhouette I already said that they were too much for me. And so I'm leaving it at that. (laughs) That's what I got. Too much. It can work in certain fabrics. I just think like a taffeta or something. I could see it in a more subtle fabric with maybe it's less stiff. It could more be 
flowy for a sleeve, but that's the only way I'll take it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I feel like if you dialed it down from, you know, the 21 it's in now to like a two, you could, I could yes. probably see myself wearing this, but just in, in the level of high fashion, no. All right. Last, but certainly, certainly not least, low strung jeans for high stress times. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> but these are wow. this trend is not those kind of kind of I think I was thinking when in my yeah. mind with the the kind of 2000s where they were low but they were really tight. And these yes. are kind of loose all over. So it's almost like it's a couple sizes larger than it would be like a fitted jean. So they just kind of fall naturally a bit lower um, perhaps and just kind of slouchy. I think coming out of sweatpants, this is kind of a a step in um, if if you feel like you want to wear jeans again, this is a, a comfortable step. And I can say I just a couple days ago, I added a very large panel into a pair of jeans that I had and they're kind of like this. They're a lot bigger and kind of slouchier, and they do sit a little lower. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and you know that that look that was the the early two thousands. I mean, that wasn't on your hips. That was like around your oh, hips. It was, it was yeah. so low. It was or lower or lower. Yes, that's the kind of thing where you need to do a little bit of shaving before you can actually wear them. <laughs> um, and I'm not kidding. I look at some of those pictures and I'm like, hmm. Um, but uh, but and and that's not what I've ever been in favor of anyway. I just hate having things at my natural waist because it's really high. So for me, something that'll sit on the hips a little bit lower than the natural waist is, is, I mean, I like these pants. They're big, they're baggy, they look comfortable. They're not sitting right at my waist. I mean, what else can I ask for? I even want to sew this one because it doesn't look like I need to try very hard to make the pants fit, which you, as you all know, is an ongoing Mm -hmm. issue for me. So, you know, it's like, well, forget about fitting, just make them big and baggy. I like it. I know I was fully prepared to hate this one because I lo- I love my high waist jeans, but I think you're so right. And as soon as I started thinking about it in that way, Meg, it, they're not tight. These are like they're there's a lot of wide leg jeans in that roundup, and I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like for me that makes them somewhat redeemable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could also, I I know with the ones I made, I can wear them where they're sitting lower, like below my belly button. But then I also, I wore it, um, actually, I've been filming this week, Style Revive, and there's an episode where I do, I put a belt on it, and then I I pulled it up, and it kind of cinched in kind of that classic high rise. So they are a little bit adaptable as well. If you wanted that high rate, you wear a belt, and you take it off, and then it falls that naturally. So they're kind of double duty in that way, for sure. So Yeah, almost like... Cinch it in. It's almost like a paper bag waist at mm-hmm. that point. You know, if you get if exactly you have a good bit extra there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you said it just what I was thinking. It. I thought I would. I read the title and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. I can't. But then I was going through and yeah, I'm I I I like it. I yeah. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. So that kind of wraps up our ten trends uh, for fall 2021 report. So let's discuss a little bit. Let's just kind of go around and say our favorite trend and defend it. And then our least favorite trend and then also defend that. <laughs> <laughs> let's start let's start with 
you, Kate. What is your least, uh, no, your favorite and then least My favorite. favorite? Well, I actually couldn't pick a favorite favorite. So I am going to, I'm going to say three. I like the cabaret style because, as I mentioned, I like my bling. Yes. Uh, the pop princess speaks to me as somebody oh. who was born in my particular year. And then the rap mm-hmm. party just looks comfortable and fun and cozy. And and so I just, I, yeah, those were the three that really stuck out to me as being my favorites. Though, honestly, I liked this set. Usually I have like half that I kind of hate and half that I Mm-hmm. that I like. Mm-hmm. And this one, I really liked most of them. I have to say, I'll repeat it. I'm not convinced on jumpsuits. So cat suits are just a big, big old no for me. I would not feel comfortable wearing them. Uh, again, if you do, more power to you. But for me personally, no on the cat suits. Just no on the cat suits. <laughs> Though I did appreciate that one of the uh, one of the models was a little bit larger in that particular set so i mm-hmm. i did i did enjoy seeing a cat suit Love on that. somebody who wasn't yeah. you know mm-hmm. a size zero exactly yes so that's all right how about you amanda um talk about my faves first i do like collage therapy as i said i think i'm just in the mood for like some interesting textures and yep textiles and i'm gonna have to go i might have to look through my stash maybe go do a little bit of Secondhand store perusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how wearable on an everyday basis I see the collage therapy trend, but but I do like it. I, I respect it. Um, uh, Amanda, you've been making that? that trend for years. <laughs> what? <laughs> what trend? The, the the collage party trend. You've been oh. making it in more neutral colors and more subtle prints, but. <laughs> You've been making that trend for years. It's true, <laughs> but I don't tend to like mix and match a whole lot. Like I'm, I don't know. Maybe I feel like I could Maybe. point to some blog posts that would argue okay. that. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting some drama today. Yes. Oh, totally. Kate, uh, Kate you defend her. <laughs> you yeah. need to bring the evidence. Bring, bring, bring the receipts. Evidence. This is evidence based <laughs> podcast. Um, I did love Rap Party too. I yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, I've already mentioned um a, a few other reasons why, but that one just looks that looks like fun. It's kind of like a big jacket or coat and anything goes you can make it out of whatever and yeah. i love that mm-hmm. thinking about uh least faves i was i was changing my mind as we were talking and i've decided that the one i hate the most is definitely pop princess <gasps> um <laughs> sorry kate it's okay. probably sorry meg i just i don't know i don't think i really like I didn't love that era of music. Definitely not on the like popular music side of things. And I don't know. They don't. Maybe it hasn't been long enough. Like they don't look fresh and new to me yet. They just look kind of like. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Costumey. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And I mean, no surprise there, really. Catsuit was another one that I just couldn't see myself wearing except in a very specific skating scenario so there you go 
How about you, Meg? Well, actually, I think my favorite is the cat suit. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I love it. And I I will say, when I did my um, graduating fashion design show, it was all I I made like three cat suits that were so I made a lot of tight spandex cat suits as my final collection and I loved them and I just feel like I'm just gonna be wearing them differently I like layering them yeah. or as a swimsuit cover up I have it was a fabric sale it was one of those buy one yard get two free and I didn't realize it so I put like three in the cart, but then it registered as like three times the <laughs> buy one, get two. So I have like 10 yards of this like mesh cheetah print and it's screaming to be made into a cat suit. Like I want to well, yeah. make it look like long sleeves though, but I think I want to flare out the wrists and the the hem. So it's not tight, but it's, it's tight until like the knees and the elbows and then it flares out. I just, I, I, I've just been thinking about it. I was even thinking about it before I saw this trend report and it, that just confirmed it that I'm going to make that. <laughs> and I'm really excited about Please it. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah more I power just, to you. I don't know. Even around the house, I think that could just be super, super comfortable uh, because our, our our loft is quite warm. So even uh, I feel like it could be good, nice and breathable mesh uh, lounging around. And and I just I think it's so fun. I just love I think because I just really love mesh and cutouts and kind of I don't know. I, I just love it. And my least favorite is the flash bulbs. I just, I hate a bubble hem. I just don't like it. Fair enough. It's mm-hmm. my least favorite. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, do you think that like a lantern sleeve counts as flash bulbs? You know what? Because I like a lantern sleeve. I, I think that's interesting and artful. That's true. But it's it's so much – it's so scaled back from what was part of these collections. It probably barely counts. Yeah. yeah the only place I will tolerate a bubble-ish hem on a garment for myself is at the sleeve. Sleeve, Even, yeah. Like the sleeve hem is the only place – and a, for a long sleeve hem. A short sleeve bubble, I can't do that. It needs yeah. to be a long sleeve bubble hem. And that's the only place I would sew that for myself. But I think I have – my list. My sewing list is long enough that <laughs> I'm not in any rush. To, mm-hmm. I think my, ca- I, my cat suit is going to – That'll be first. Um, it's going to – I'm trying to make like a cat pun. I, it's like <laughs> it's gonna purr out of my sewing. I was trying to think of something uh, fun to say, but you know, you know what? We'll count it. I'll add we'll it count to our it. tally, <laughs> our pun tally. It's scratching its way out of my fabric <laughs> stash. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap fabrics are going in the litter bin. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> that was too far. That was yeah, too, too far. far. Much too far. Much too far. So let's just talk about what are, what's the trend we're most likely to really incorporate into our fall 2021 sewing. Or maybe you have some pieces that you've made before, but you haven't really worn them a lot. But maybe you're going to kind of be wearing them more because you're seeing them in the report. So let's just go around Let's go around the room and talk about how we're really going to incorporate this into our. I, oh, I still can't even believe we're talking about fall sewing. This seems like months away. In yeah, 
but I don't and know. And it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, uh, Kate? What are you going to most likely wear and sew? Well, uh, two of them I've kind of already had in my head. I have fr- I have sewn up my entire uh, stash of linen from last year, but I nice. still have some pieces left over. And I don't know that any of them are quite big enough to make a full garment by themselves. So I was already planning to do a little bit of piecing. And it's not going to be a print piecing, so it probably isn't going to be anything like the the collage trend. But definitely some some piecing together some garments in my future there. I also have in my head some ideas to use up some of the blings that I have collected over the years, um, especially fringes. So I'd like to kind of pull out some of those in time for the winter season, just in case, you know, there's a party or something that I can go to. I don't know. COVID. And then, you know, I think I might very well do some a pleated skirt. I don't, I don't know that I'd pair it with a blazer. Oh, fun. But but I, I like pleated skirts. Um, I like anime. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a thing that goes along with anime. And if it's also stylish, so I don't yeah. just look silly, then I might totally, totally pick that up. I did not know the connection between pleated skirts and anime. Oh, in Japan, when you're in school, you wear uniforms. And the uniforms are very often... Oh pleated plaid skirts for girls mm-hmm. um, oh, okay. and a lot of anime characters are high school or middle school aged girls so you see a lot oh, of anime characters wearing uh usually like little sailor suits almost they usually have some fancy little collar yep. and ties and stuff it's it's a school uniform thing oh that, yeah i guess it would sailor moon be uh, that kind of came from anime right because that's the only kind of reference i had and, and they were yeah they were pleated skirts didn't they yeah, yeah. Sailor Sailor Moon is anime, and the characters, uh, the the characters' costumes are based on anime or on Japanese schoolgirl uniforms. I mean, that, I they one hundred percent are so. <laughs> and that's coming straight from stuff that I've read from the artist. So I'm not just. Oh, that's crazy. awesome! I love learning new things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my man, I called it. This would be a tangent. We're talking. Uh, oh yeah, we're talking anime. <laughs> <laughs> We need to have a tangent tally because I, I feel like a tangent tally. Our pace of tangents is definitely going up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amanda, how about how about you? Okay, well, I, Kate was talking about a pleated skirt, and I was starting to get a vision, and I kind of liked it. Like I do, I do, I could see like a midi pleated skirt for fall, like yeah. with a mm-hmm. like a soft cashmere turtleneck sweater and like that could be really cute but I was trying to think if I had ever seen like a pleated skirt pattern with an elastic waist could you do it I mean maybe the front and then I mean I think I think you'd want to make it only slightly bigger than your hips so you would gather it as little as possible but Mm, yeah, yeah I mean if you if you made the base size with the pleats I don't know. We should do an experiment. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. I've actually made an elastic waist pleated skirt. It was like a pre, like accordion yes. pleated fabric. Mm-hmm. And I just cut it a rectangle. And it was a knit too. So I didn't have, yeah, but I just kind of cut it to my hip. And then I just stretched an elastic at the top and it worked very well. Yeah. I've actually, I've done that too with like pre pleated 
yeah. pre-pleated fabric, and yes. um, it was fun. It was. It's a little bit too lightweight for cold, colder weather, though, so maybe mm-hmm. I need to just see what's out there. But other than that, I definitely – I think I could see myself sewing the wrap party. I have big goals this fall. We'll see what happens, but I'm actually I'm excited. I'm getting a new dress form. I'm getting a ditto form. <gasps> Just got my body scan back, and it is it is a strange process, and I'm still wrapping my head around it. I mean, it's awesome, but just you know, it's a next level of like seeing your body. Uh, it's kind of an out of body experience. Yeah, I I so I really like. Okay, I have no more excuses got to sew myself a coat this, um, this winter. So, and I've, I've kind of gone back and forth and I was most recently thinking like maybe a shacket. Cause I still love that. Like kind of like, it's got, it's got that, it's like a shirt. It's built like a shirt, but it's longer and it's in thicker fabric. I have some really nice wool that I've been holding on to for a while, but Maybe I need to think about a pattern that has a little bit more of a wrap, a little bit more drama. And I have, I got this fabric on sale and I have a lot of it so I could make something fairly lengthy. So I don't know, that might, it might work for it. I like it. Yeah. I love the sound of that. Yeah. We'll see where I end up. It's, it'll be Mm -hmm. a wrap shacket. I don't think that exists. What about a pleated wrap jacket? There we go. Oh, my God. (laughs) What about you, Meg? Oh, well, I'm going to make a collage sequin catsuit with pleats (laughs) and an all-over branding print. With, I was I was just I was reading off a little bit of each one, <laughs> but not with a bubble hem. But not with a bubble hem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, I'm most what I'm most likely going to. It's not necessarily my favorite, but it's what I am actually sewing, and I have a lot of collage therapy. I have been reworking so many. I've, yeah. I've been talking about in the last couple episodes about my alteration. I just keep well, the other day I had a dress that I made last year, but it was, it was a little short and I just feel like it's just, it, it was too short. So I added a, a con- I didn't have any more of that fabric. So I added a contrasting panel on the bottom and then I made a patch pocket to bring that in. And I added, you know, a section to the jeans and I've just been doing a lot of just making things work and adding panels and pieces and just using different fabrics. So I've been doing a lot of that and I've been wearing a lot of that. So it's mo I'm, probably going to carry it forward. But also, I really, really want to incorporate, I just need a a more involved project. And I love the idea of yeah. designing my own logo and like a print, just print from Spoonflower. I'll keep mentioning them so they can just send me fa- yeah. an order. Go ahead and your- set you up. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. Because um, I want, I, I want like 10 yards of it because I really do want to make like pants, a shirt, and a jacket and Full a bag. I, I want that head to toe. I might even make a bucket hat. I really want I to make. S- I can see the appeal. Yeah, yeah. So that just gets me really excited. Maybe doing some brushing up on those skills. And you know, in school we learned how to do you know drop repeats and making fa- fabrics uh, repeat seamlessly because you know you need the same and so I got to brush up on those skills but it kind of makes me excited a little bit adding some technology into my sewing so that's what I really want to do 
And it's cool. I can make it green. <laughs> yes, you yes, can. Yes, you can. <laughs> and, and the thing with even spoon flour, I could get that same, like if I wanted to make a knit top, I could get, you know, the, the same print yep. printed on jersey mm-hmm. and then a more jacket canvas. So I could even mix different fabrics, which would be super fun. Yep. So I can see it. <gasps> oh, I'm just filled with oh, ideas. So I'm excited. It always happens with this it episode. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're recording this episode on like a Friday evening. So I wasn't, you know, at the beginning, I, I was a little tired from the day. And now I'm just, I'm excited. I, yeah. I feel like I could actually go sew something, even though I was filming all morning sewing. <laughs> I feel like I could literally sew something right now. <laughs> so. How you want to feel after these episodes. Yes, for well, sure. Let's just take a break. Yeah, and then we'll hop back in. Okay, and now it is time for our Sojo segment, our very favorite segment, where we talk about what's giving us our sewing inspiration at the moment. Uh, so, Meg, why don't you start us off? Mesh cat suit. Mesh cat suit. <laughs> and done. <laughs> and done. All right. Well, what about you, Amanda? Fall, Maybe. i'm i'm so excited about fall a little bit and also cannot i have a lot of anxiety about it because it's happening so fast but i can see myself yeah slowly thinking about well mostly it was about overalls i was like kind of getting excited about making some new (gasps) overalls and then i was thinking about I was looking at some knit fabrics online and I haven't I haven't really bought a ton of fabric online recently but then I found myself doing that the other night and so I can I can feel the churn as mm. the season approaches it but approaches. it's very early stages. What about you Kate? Well, I'm still I'm still pretty into my cross stitching phase right now. I haven't been doing a lot nice. of actually I don't think I've been doing any machine sewing since since we recorded last, I came down and my sewing machine was still put away. So, but I have to say this whole pleated skirt thing is kind of, is kind of tickling at my brain now. So I'm thinking that might be uh, on the list for fall for sure. Awesome. Cool. Let's move into our sew and tell segment. We're doing it a little bit uh, differently. If you will remember, we put out a call for um, a reader que- or listener question, not a reader question, a listener question, because this is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> and what we, the question that I have to ask all of you today is what new sewing technique have you learned recently? Amanda, why don't you start us off? Well, mine is probably similar to yours, or at least one of you. Through the work that we did on the Stitch Lab series, I've really, I've gotten a lot more interested in sewing specialty feet, specialty Mm. presser feet. Oh, yeah. We used so many in the series that I just had never used. And I even have some of those at home. I just don't think to use them when the moment comes. But I'm kind of, I don't know, it got, it got my, piqued my interest. And yeah, I'm like, why, why not do it if it makes it easier? Yeah. How about you, Meg? Actually, it was, it happened this morning. I made Bubby a little bunny quilt to, to sleep on. And I actually oh. like quilted, I pieced it. Amazing. I sandwiched it with batting. I, like, I actually made 
a quilt. It was amazing. And I used a walking foot and it was out of like minky and it turned out really good. And even like the back, I, the backing is not tucked anywhere. Like I actually made a mini, I actually quilted. I made a quilt. So I'm still so excited about it. And now I'm like quilt obsessed. I'm going to make like a full one for our, our bed too. You can oh, wow. Quilt badge. Ah, Love yes. It. And she's been bitten by the quilting bee. All right, that's exactly what <laughs> uh, stung, stung by the quilting bee. Yeah, it was. Um, I was filming how to do this, and um, someone who we work with, Ginger, she's a quilter, and she said, "You've been bitten by the quilting bug." She literally said that to me. Today. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, it's great mind." Yeah, for sure. Indeed. Definitely. How about you, Kate? Well, mine also actually came in from our time at uh, Stitch Lab. Mm -hmm. I learned how to use seam tape to, well, Mm -hmm. I was talked through how to use seam tape to do a curved hem. And it sounded so, so helpful. I, I haven't done a curved hem since then, but I'm really looking forward to trying it out. Um, the next time I make one of my favorite gallery tunics, which is my main curved hem use. Nice. Yeah. Again, all of these things that like make your life easier when you're mm-hmm. sewing and you just don't think to, I think it's a time thing for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm just moving forward, make them making the most of my time, but why not slow down? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of Stitch Lab, um, that was a program, a series made with the support of singers. We got to play with a bunch of fun singer machines, but do make sure that you are subscribed to our channel on YouTube. It's So Daily Network. That way you'll get notifications when new episodes pop up. And um, also something new and exciting, our Belford Backpack Sew Along is now live on SewDaily.com, and it is a terrific sew along. We actually brought in Sadie Fox Metter to lead that one, so she teaches all the classes. She is such a good sewing teacher, and we got to play with really fun fabrics for that one. We sewed it up in velveteen, which mm-hmm. is another really great fall friendly fabric. So lots of lots of good jumping off points if you're if you're in the mood to do more sewing and we hope you are. <laughs> I hope I am. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was a fun episode though. This one always gets gets my wheels turning. Yeah, yeah, I love the trend episodes. I I didn't when we first started doing them and then I just I know, me too. I just every time we do one now I'm like, "Oh boy, it's trend episode day." Yeah, I know. It's fun, for sure. Definitely. Well, it's so amazing as sewists, you can you can interpret them and make them for yourself. It's mm-hmm. so amazing. Yeah. And not at those, you know, the prices that you see the trends on the runway. I think it's fun too. Like just hearing how you guys think about the trends, how and then yeah. and discovering my own preferences. Cause, you know, you get to basically say yay or nay. And I don't know. It's it's a good exercise in decision making, maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's fun. Yes, this was true. definitely the best part of my day. For sure. Oh, I wish I could make decisions about when June <laughs> asked me, where do you feel like going for dinner tonight? Or where do you want to order? Like that decision, I wish I could make a lot quicker than if I... <laughs> yep. That one's hard. <laughs> That's sure. a hard one. Mm-hmm, <laughs> All mm-hmm. right. And actually, it is a bit... 
<laughs> this recording is uh, late in the evening, and I, I, I'm about to be faced with that very decision. So, <laughs> good luck. Tell to him you. you're too tired, and he has to decide. <laughs> yes, I will. Well, we would end up with chicken fingers and fries. If it was up to him, but oh, it was okay. nothing wrong with that. But <laughs> that's what we're having for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Having that those kid oh. meals. Got to have the kid meals. Well, all right, y'all. That was so fun. Until next time. Happy stitching. Yeah, until next time. Happy stitching. As promised, Singer brings you this conversation with Jessica Shaw. While you're listening, visit Singer.com to find the perfect sewing machine for you. I am so excited to be joined today by Singer brand ambassador Jessica Shaw. Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I am a singer brand ambassador and I'm a self-taught sewist. I've been sewing for five years. I originally learned partially from my grandma, partially online and all of the many resources that you can find on there. Mm -hmm. I make a ton of made from scratch garments. I've been getting really into designing my own garments recently and I also love upcycling. That's been Mm -hmm. a huge passion of mine for the past couple of years just the whole idea of bringing new life to things and rotating my wardrobe as my style changes. And I could really do anything I want to anything that I already own and make it new and fashionable and in style. So I love experimenting with things and learning from grandmas. They're my favorite people to hang out with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've been able to connect a little bit on Instagram. I'm so inspired by your feed. The most recent upcycle that you made was Kind of genius. It was so successful turning the dress into a romper. Is that right? Was that the the term you yep. used? Yeah, okay. a romper. So smart. We've also had an opportunity to share about my bad Netflix decision making, which, you know, is so it's so fun to connect about sewing, to connect about other things. And I don't know, Instagram's kind of a wonderful place. It is. It really is. Yeah, we're both not fans of Outer Banks. <laughs> but but maybe we will become fans. We're uh, in the minority, though. That's for sure. It was a dark time when I watched season one. <laughs> it was a dark time. Let's talk a little bit about the work that you do with Singer, because I know that that's fascinating to me. I'm sure that's going to be fascinating to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about what it's like to be an ambassador. So we originally connected a little over a year ago, and I was already making tutorials on my own YouTube channel, just really simple, easy to understand, fun tutorials. Mm -hmm. That was my main goal was making sewing fun. And I got a lot of traction pretty quickly, which was very surprising. I made a dress tutorial that now has almost a million views, which I can barely even go back and watch it now because it was cringe. It's cringy, (laughs) but I think every creator says that, you know, about old videos. So that video really took off and I was kind of looking for maybe brands to partner with, but um, brands that I really, really love and admire and I know the products well. And so I reached out to Singer and they checked out my channel and they specifically loved how relatable my videos Mm -hmm. were. And that was kind of their goal for the brand moving forward was they they don't want sewing to be intimidating. They don't want it to seem like it's only for professionals, but it's for stay-at-home parents who want to make clothes for their kids. And it's for people that want to do thrift flips and upcycles and just not be so stressed out about it. So we started creating tutorials together that were just easy, simple 
mm-hmm. and fun. So it's been a really fun journey. And for the next six months, we're doing Instagram lives. So that is very intimidating and scary. If yeah. you've ever done a live, it is terrifying. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the last live, I sewed a waistband of some shorts and I sewed the two pieces. I sewed one. <laughs> they weren't right sides together. And so my waistband was almost completely ruined. And a viewer commented and she said, um, you're doing that wrong. <laughs> and I was like, I'm supposed to be the teacher right now. You know what? I feel like you get an extra amount of grace doing anything live. Sewing on camera is such a challenge. I mean, I feel like it's hard enough to sew. It's another thing altogether to sew while tons of people are watching. (laughs) Yes. So I always make sure to leave in all of my mistakes. I love that. Yeah. And and at first I thought people are going to really judge me for that, but uh, people really appreciate it. In my comments, people are like, wow, I'm so glad you don't make it seem perfect. And my seam ripper is my best friend in every video and every sewing project because it's never perfect and that's okay. Absolutely. It's an important anniversary this year for Singer. I believe it's the 170th anniversary and there's a fun hashtag around um, hashtag my singer story. And it's so funny because our last episode of So and Tell, we actually, we had this great listener question about if you came from a family of sewists, what was an important thing that was passed along? And we all, Meg, Kate, and I all mentioned Singer sewing machines and how much they had, you know, been a part of our early learning experience. And then when we inherited those or low-key stole them from (laughs) their originator, (laughs) which was true in my case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was okay. It was it was a mutual agreement um, that that it was, you know, really a part of like kind of getting us sewing and keeping us sewing. And it was just a very familiar brand. Can you share a little bit about your Singer sewing story? Yeah, so happy for Singer. That is a huge accomplishment. And I mean, they've been a household name for years. And to be able to keep that up for 170 years is mind blowing. Mm -hmm. But when I first started sewing, I remember the first time I'd ever seen someone sew. I was in an Amish woman's house in rural Indiana because I was staying there for the summer. And I walked in That is a story in and of itself, but we became friends. So I was in her living room (laughs) and she was sitting there on an old Singer sewing machine, like a treadle machine, just making this beautiful dress. And that was the first time I'd ever seen that being done. And so she let me sit down. She taught me, you know, how to make a straight stitch and it was so crooked and it was fine, but I fell in love with it. And so I came home and my grandma used to also sew on a singer and she's from rural Portugal and she grew up having to make clothing out of bed sheets because she wow. came from a poor family. Yeah. And she also learned on a singer and she's just very resourceful and frugal and I love that about her. So she taught me how to make things from scratch and just like pattern making basics and just the basics of sewing. And ever since then, I've just loved it. And I just think it's amazing how generations later, we're still sewing with singers and we still have a love for it. Absolutely. That's really inspiring. 
on our team, we're very excited about our newest project with Singer, which is Stitch Lab. And this episode will actually launch in advance of our third installment of the series on quilting essentials. The series itself covers really basic techniques and also has fun and inspiring experiments in it, which was, I was listening to you talk, Jessica, and thinking like, you'd be right at home with us in this series. We embrace mistakes. We really try to come at things from a different angle. We try out new feet and we really try to kind of explore ways to level up our sewing techniques and kind of expand our kind of techniques that we're using on a regular basis. So this third episode on quilting essentials really covers the basics of quilting from the garment sewist angle. So we talked about quilts, we talked about piecing, but we also really kind of dove into coats, into kind of patchy color blocked tops, which a lot of people are working from their stash these days and doing a bit more piecing bags and pillows. And we also talked through the tools and techniques that you need for quilting, including diving into seam allowance, talking about making friends with your walking foot, (laughs) and also, you know, stitch in the ditch, among other techniques. But I find it interesting that there are so many things like the walking foot, like stitching in the ditch, that also come up when you're sewing garments, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Stitch in the ditch always gets me so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. If if quilting is something that you've done very much of, or if you've if you've taken kind of a sewist approach to it at all, and if there are any kind of special tools and techniques that you've used, maybe more on the sewing side. Well, I can tell you I have never quilted a day in my life. <laughs> but you're in good company. We we're definitely like the occasional quilter. Yes, it's something I definitely want to delve into eventually. And I'm actually getting the patchwork, the Singer patchwork machine soon, which is perfect for quilting. So I'm really excited about that. But the walking foot that you mentioned, also called the even feed presser foot, Mm -hmm. is an amazing sewing tool. It helps fabric feed more smoothly through the machine and it's especially helpful when you're sewing multiple layers which is really really nice and it helps the fabric not shift too and so yeah I use that a ton in my sewing practice and it came with my most recent machine that I bought which is really nice but you can always find it on the Singer website and stitch in the ditch is my favorite technique is it your favorite It's one of them. It is difficult, but it's like, it's like wizardry. Like you can trick people into magic. It's magic. Mm -hmm. It's like, I couldn't wrap my head around it for the longest time. And I had to go to a professional to ask them, how the heck do I connect this waistband? Because I was stuck. I was making this like jumpsuit and I couldn't figure out how to connect the waistband by making Mm -hmm. the seams invisible from the outside. And he said, stitch in the ditch. And I was like, what is that? Why would, what kind of name is that? But it's amazing for sewing waistbands and it's also used a ton in quilting and it's just sneaky and yes. it hides seams from the outside and it, and it looks beautiful. Yes. I will say Kate demonstrated the stitch in the ditch technique for Stitch Lab and she is really, really good at sewing on camera. And I mean, it was absolutely invisible. None of us could believe that she had <laughs> even stitched anything. It was awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's difficult, though. It's maybe for the more intermediate yes. sewers. Yes. 
but it's fun. And definitely something that takes practice, which I think is also kind of one of the parts of Stitch Lab that's really important too. Like, don't be afraid to practice. Don't be afraid to mess up and start from scratch. And I love how on Stitch Lab, you start everything. On the experiments that I watched, you said, I'm nervous. Yes. I'm nervous about this. (laughs) Like, you could tell that it was just uncharted territory, but... You know, it's it's all just an experiment. Sometimes you fail. Sometimes it looks great. And for us, too, it's definitely focusing on accessibility and making sure that people aren't afraid to try because that's really what a lot yeah. of sewing comes down to. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my gosh, this was such a fun conversation. I think if you if you want to see more from Jessica, check out her Instagram for sure. So inspiring. It's at Jessica Shaw. Also be sure to hit up the singer.com website. I have not gotten to play around with the machine finder tool yet, Jessica. I know you mentioned that you liked it. Yes, the machine finder feature is amazing. It's so fun to play around with. If you're looking for a new machine, it really walks you through the whole process and it's pretty intuitive. So it asks you questions like what you mostly sew, what's your goal, what materials do you usually sew with? And it will actually pick a few machines that are best suited for you. So That's a really great feature that I recommend anyone to try. As if we need, you know, more reasons and more excuses to get more machines. (laughs) Yeah. I will say as part of Stitch Lab, we got to play with the new patchwork machine and I was so impressed. It's a great little machine. Mm -hmm. And also be sure to watch Stitch Lab for more fun experiments, inspiring semi-fails and just all around (laughs) good sewing fun. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jessica. Again, this was super fun to connect with you in person. This was so great. I can't wait to see more from Stitch Labs. Mm -hmm. Singer makes sewing available to everyone and their products are easy to use. Visit singer.com today. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sewdaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the Sew and Tell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is director of content. Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing. And Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on So and Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com.